Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Bragg. We B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. We are back. He is back, and that's why we are back. I'm talking about my co-host, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Everybody knows this. It's Brandon, spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? You're going to start speaking to us in German? Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. He's not going to speak to us in German. Yes, there it is. He had that one lined up for two weeks now. So, and unfortunately, with us again is producer Seth. If you haven't done it already, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Setah Five S E T A H Five. Welcome back. Yeah, let's stick with that second take there, Brad. Yeah, I will not do any of that. No, uh, no hammering rails talk right now. So, um, James, bit. <laughs> oh God. Uh, week seven, Maryland. That's what we're really here to talk about. Um, that is going to take place the day before my B day. That's 10 15. Uh, time to be determined. This has noon or 3 30 written all over it. Uh, it's in Bloomington, Indiana, Memorial Stadium, back to back home games. Uh, you know, as we do, if you guys haven't already forgotten about us, we go through a history lesson real quick. Last matchup was last year. I lost 35 38. We walked away with this game thinking Macaulay was uh, Macaulay was pretty good, right? We we thought he was going to be a quarterback for the IU football Hoosiers. Little do we know, nine months later, he is not a quarterback for the IU football Hoosiers. That's right. I think we came into this game three. I want to say it was three and five, and then we go out. We haven't rushed the ball barely for over a hundred yards. I think well, we only won two, two games. games all of last year. So okay, so been... two and five then. Yeah, there we go. Um, and so then they go and they run for over 200 yards on the ground. We're back. We lost by three after some real tough ones and losing Penix. Season isn't going to be a waste. And then I don't, I don't know what happened on the way back to way back to Indiana from Maryland, but that team wasn't really the same from there. But 35-38 loss there. IU still holds the all-time record seven to three, which Brandon found. Uh, surprising, and I didn't because uh, I don't believe in Maryland. Uh, but a guy that does is Mike Loxley. That's their coach, still hanging around there, twelve and eighteen after his third season. Kind of a scumbag, bit bit scummy. Is he scummy, Mike? Well, scummy. Just just give him some time. It's got infractions written all over it. So um, Maryland schedule up to IU. This is a new thing. If you're just now joining us, we do talk about the games coming up for the team that we are previewing. Maryland uh, win total is. Um, 
good sweet spot there. It's it's purgatory there, Brandon. Five and a half. Um, pretty up and down non-conference, I would say. I mean, two pretty easy ones and then a tough one at home. They've got Buffalo to open up. Uh, 21 and a half point favorites there for the Terps. And then they're at Charlotte. And this is this is a weird one. You got SMU at home. I don't know why you would ever schedule SMU. Over under in that game, Brandon, 115. Right? It's close. It'll be close. I mean, that honestly, that honestly has probably a high 70s over under on it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm 75, I'm 76. Hammering that over on that. Um, okay, so let's just say they run through the non-conference and they've got a heck of a slate after that um, with two really tough games. And then uh, uh, they're at Michigan. And then they've got Penn State and Purdue at home. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, at Michigan, Michigan State and Purdue at home. I have them um, at three and three. Coming into this and game. Th- and I think they lose to SMU and beat Purdue. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about SMU. Other than they're they're starting to come back a little bit, right, Seth? I'm assuming you have a, a pair of SMU shorts or a shirt somewhere around your house. No, but they're they're back. They've had some legit prospects coming through. They're a good team. Yes, they have. Yeah, um, NIL good. will be strong with that program. Uh, speaking of that, did you hear about Texas Tech? Yeah, they're going to come through. Yeah. Every player, scholarship and walk on, is given twenty five thousand dollars um every year that they're there so that and that in texas a&m with the oil money fl- mm-hmm. flying through there i mean dude and the, they just put 20 million i think into stadium renovations too or 20 or 80 million one of the two into stadium you got lane kiffin and saban fucking complaining about nil get out of here he did say something that kind of made me mad he was like we'll find out who the uh, what did he say? Well, basically, we'll find out who the posers are after these super conferences and NILs. They're like really up and going. So that's interesting to see what will happen. There can't be that much money in Alabama, right? Just a bunch of car dealership owners. Yeah, I don't know. Um, casinos? I don't know. No, do they have do they have water to put a casino? I don't know. Seth just said keep going. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get into the part where we talk about the opposing team and their key players. Um, Another connection here to Alabama. Uh, Talk about their quarterback. You want to talk about it? I love him. I I know you aren't the biggest fan. I forget if Seth likes him or not. Um, I've been a big Paulia fan. Also, just because I love saying his name in a Pittsburgh accent. It's just super fun. Paulia. Paulia down by the river. Um, but I don't know what that was at the end there, but, uh, he's really good, man. I mean, he's broken or broke every, uh, let me scroll up here. I took notes, I swear, but my mouse isn't working last year. He, uh, broke the school record for passing yards for completions for completion percentage, passing touchdowns through 300 yard passing games. And he was the MVP of the pinstripe bowl where he apps, he threw, or he had 300 total yards. This guy throws it at 70% clip. He averages o- almost over 300 yards a game. He can also run. Uh, this guy can just do it all. Um, he really needs to, um, and, and we'll get into it because his defense is really bad. I mean, Maryland should just, be in the big 12 
with how they play football. Um, but he, he, he can light it up and uh, we'll get into it in matchups, but I think he's a problem. I think he's going to be a big, big time problem. Um, they run a very quick strike offense too. And we saw that IU struggled against that against Western Kentucky. They're not full Western Kentucky, but they're not that different. Um, gets the ball out of his hand very quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Talia fan and, uh, I'm again, I had IU at five and one going into this game with a narrow loss of Michigan. This is the first game where I am very, very scared. Very scared. You're nuts. You're crazy. If you're like, you know me, I've been pretty even keeled, pretty, you know, some would say pessimistic for me. And a couple of losses coming into this, into this game, hypothetical losses, four and two are sitting right now. Um, the guy was 26 and six. If you, yeah. if you take away Iowa, he threw five interceptions against Iowa, but I think we know about interceptions <laughs> in Iowa. So here's a stat for you. So he, their, their offense averaged over 460. I'm just guessing 460 yards in all of their wins who were all against really bad teams, including IU, except for who you West Virginia. So, but they didn't get close to that in any of their six losses, which were against good teams, you know, cause they also have to play Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, Penn state. And then, you know, throw in, I don't know if SMU is going to have any sort of decent season again, like what we talked about a little bit earlier, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on him. I'm not going to be sold on him. I'm not sold on his brother. His whole family right now is not really selling me on anything. So I don't know. You, you got to do it again. I mean, you, you beat up a pretty beat up, IU defense and uh, beat up still almost defense. lost the game. Almost lost the game. Um, all of his receivers are back though, right? Rakeem Jarrett, Dante. Yes. Demas. It's it outside of Ohio state. I think this is the second best wide receiver wide receiver room in the entire conference. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's up to maybe Penn state. I haven't, I haven't looked at Penn no, state. They're all real young. I think. Um, and Penn, yeah. Well, you wouldn't know. Yeah, that's right. The big red dog can't throw the ball. Yeah, so. yeah, true. He's a runner. Um, yeah. He so. has a better chance to beat Penn State than they do Maryland. And then they also have a uh, transfer from Florida, Jacob Copeland. Um, so, you know, all of them can get the deep thread. All of them are, are good. As you said, quick twitch, quick pass, good catchers. They're not, they're not little dudes either. So, like Demas especially – uh, st- stood out pretty big for us or against did, did us you last mention year. Jake and Jacob Copeland? Yeah, just did. Are you yeah. listening to the pod? I was. I was reading my notes. Mm. Gotcha. And they, they have a massive tight end, too. They probably have a top. They have an, probably an honorable mention all Big Ten tight end. I mean, they, these guys, you're right. They don't run the ball. Their running game is Talia. That is their run game in, in options. Spread the... Uh, spread the field, but yeah, man. I mean, Dante Dimas, I think you mentioned him. He comes back, man. Yeah. They were 11th nationally in receiving yards nationally. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not worried. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Do it again. Do it again. We'll see. Do, it, do it in Bloomington. Do it in Bloomington. Offense. In, not in the entire country. Do it in Bloomington. Haven't done it this decade. Or no, wait. Yeah. They did it in 2014. 
Does that count? Isn't decade 10? That's eight years ago last time I checked. Yeah. Well, this decade, 2020. Yeah. Get over it, Brandon. Um, They're not good. I mean, if you want to turn this into the, whatever their slogan is, the Marrow and Terrapins podcast. Terp up. up. The the Terp Jerps or something like that. I don't know. Um, I just really want to be friends with Scott. There it is, dude. There it is. I want to be friends. We call it the Circle Terp. (laughs) <laughs> boom um so yeah if you want to turn it into that podcast that's fine that's fine i love their jerseys no i'm over it i'm over the flag get over yourself it's ridiculous nobody knows the flag unless it was pasted all over your shirt on your helmet just put the m or the turtle up there and, and just get over yourself um so let's talk the defense a little bit unless you have anything else to add on the offense uh defense not not so great uh 12th in the conference in total defense 13th in the conference in scoring um and i think they lost a decent amount of uh of depth there too as well some bigger yeah, they lost their right they lost their top three like should have been returning players they lose defensive end demarion robinson we know about brandon jennings linebacker terrence lewis um, then they even shuffled, shuffled up, um, their middle linebacker last year has been forced to move outside and he's pretty small. Um, so they, their front seven has been really hit. Um, they have, they have their, uh, their Hawaiians, their Samoans, um, they're still there. Yeah. Um, no, no shortage of, uh, of Samoans on that, uh, front four. Uh, and they do add some secondary help. Um, West Virginia starter, Vidarius Cowan. Um, and then they have uh, probably their highest rated defensive recruit. Uh, Jay Sean Barham um, is a four-star safety um, and he should come and play right away. Yeah. But they lose current Indianapolis Colt, Nick Cross, an they all do. big 10 player. Uh, I do. believe he was a, he was on an all American team too. I want to say maybe um, either way. It's interesting fact there with nick cross um he based off of like pff rankings or whatever he has like the highest potential to be like the best player in the draft for the colts which was pretty interesting as a third round safety so all over alex pierce for fantasy by the way oh, I'm in my like first him. big board yeah i like good. it too you know I, I despise the colts but i like alex alec pierce yeah that's a good a good offense for him um all right uh anybody else you want to add as far as a key player goes with maryland so just right back on, on on my notes, I left out they returned four starters on their offensive line. Um, that does, as we've talked about, returning starters don't always translate into being good, but there is Big Ten experience. Um, their line's just so-so. It's not good. It's not bad. It just yeah. kind of is what it is. Um, but I think uh, I think we're going to get into it in matchups. Offensive line plays into my matchup. Yeah, I mean, that was the difference between, I mean, obviously between personnel too, but the difference between last year and 2020, the pressure was nonstop on, on Tua's brother, nonstop in 2020. Last year, not so much. And he was able to pick it apart, use his legs to make plays, um, kind of broke it down. So, yeah, let's get into key matchups. I'll start with kind of one of the more obvious ones. It's going to be our stud secondary against their stud wide receiver group. Um just, you know, fingers crossed everybody comes into the game healthy on, on our side. I don't care about their side. Um, but, uh, you know, to have Taiwan, Big Play Jay, 
Noah Pierre, um, B Fitz, you know, Monster Matthews, everybody there to have against what, you know, I agree with you. I think maybe the second best wide receiver core in the, in the big 10 is going to be pretty big. Um, again, go back, watch 2020, shut them down for the most part outside of, I think the first drive was pretty good from them. And then other than that, it was, it was all just shutting it down. So, um, to have a, a fully healthy secondary against those stud wide receivers is my number one matchup. Yeah. Um, my number one matchup, you already mentioned it. You stole it. Um, is we, we need to get pressure on Talia. We cannot let him get comfortable and just, again, he throws it at a 70% clip. You cannot let him get comfortable and just start hitting his first and second reads. And that play a little bit plays into the secondary, like you mentioned, but we got to get hands up in passing lanes. We got to push that offensive line back. We can't let him take two steps back, set and throw, or he'll throw darts all game long. Got to get the defense, their offensive line back on their heels and hands in passing lanes. Um, Sacks aren't totally important. He's elusive. So I don't think the sack total is going to be high, but it needs to make him uncomfortable. Yep. uncomfortable is going to be so freaking important in this game. Yeah. I mean, again, go back and watch the 2020 highlights from that game. He was under, I think he threw three picks. And yeah. And like one of them, one was, of them was like awful. really bad. Yeah. yeah. One of them, he was like back foot throw across his body. Like yeah. literally everything they tell you not to do in like peewee football. We got it. Cause he was just in his own head. Right. Like he, oh, yeah. he was, he was he, under nonstop pressure all game. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's his downfall like that. He isn't the most mentally strong quarterback. Um, so if you can throw him off his game, that's how you take advantage. You push anybody back into anywhere near him. He's not big enough to see above any of that. So to get anybody, you know, anything in, in front of him, in front of his face, you know, that's, that's enough about, about little Tua's brother, your boy. I don't want to break your heart, but um, well, yeah. Little too. Um, so my next key matchup is uh is gonna be, and we've talked about it probably I've I've talked about it probably every game so far. I use ability to run the football and main keep keep just keep that offense off the off the field. I mean, you're at home, so you should have a good crowd, the crowd behind you. Keep their offense off the field that's how you win the game um they're not going to beat you with their defense uh and just rack up the points i mean just score every possession I mean, it's pretty obvious and uh hold on to the football keep little tua and those big wide receivers off the field what do you got yeah my, my last thing is i mean we can say all we want about you know how, how big this is for our secondary and defensive line but i think we're gonna have to make plays we're going to have to have a 50, 60, 70 yard touchdown. Um, we're going to have to, because I think they're going to score. I love our defense. If, if you followed all season and preview, I don't think I have a team scoring over like 20 some points. I think they put up, well, spoiler, I won't give, but they're going to be in the high 30s. They're going to score in the high 30s, um, which means we're going to have to score the ball and we're going to have to have some big plays. So is that DJ Matthews? Um, is, is that camper? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it defensive touchdowns? I don't know. We're going to have to have probably two big plays 
to be able to keep up in this track meet, which is exactly what it's going to be. So this, that isn't necessarily a matchup, um, but it's just some, a key that I'm going to look for is, is big, just need big plays. And there were none last year. Zero. Zero. Um, but I mean, again, that game, I mean, of all the games post, uh, I mean, really just after the Western, oh, post Cincinnati, that game was the one game that we like, came out of it like with a little bit of hope. Hey, maybe we can win a couple more games now. This quarterback seems to be half decent. This offense seems to be clicking. We can run the football, but it was all a mirage, the Maryland mirage. So, um, my, I guess, just bonus matchup here is, I guess, trying to keep Brandon, me versus Brandon, trying to keep him off the field from wanting to just make love with Tua's brother in the middle of the stadium because I he can't stay off of him. He's talked about him more than he's talked about a single IU thing the entire time. So For that's three years, I've been consistent. I've been consistent for my love. All right. All right. Speaking of love. I guess that wasn't where I was going to go. I was just going to jump right, in, right into it. But yeah, I guess speaking of love, I guess if you really love running, um, you're still probably not running right now, unless it's like five o'clock in the morning or like two, I don't know. I guess it'd still be in the morning, two o'clock in, at night morning thing um, because it's hot AF. And you know what else is hot AF? The shirts, the hoodies, the koozies from Monon Track Club. Here. They're just, they're not just a club, guys. They're also a store where you can buy things because they craft the products. They tell the stories. They create the experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. If you just Would go you, to wait, our- Wait, 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 real quick. Would you say Garrett started a Monon Track Company and created a community? Oh, my God. I'm not sure we're allowed to say any more than that, but yes, um, because, and you can find more details on these because of his club runs, just go to our link in the show notes. It'll be right there, right where you want it to be. It's on the tweeters and it'll tell you all about the club runs. It's on Tuesdays. They wait, they like get you a little bit drunk at the barbecue place. And then you go run with a bunch of people and talk. It's like a former Butler basketball player guy, I think that runs with him. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's like a lot of people. So go check it out. There's pictures and stuff. And there's a uh, 10% off. If you want to order anything, just use LEO 10 at checkout. LEO 10. That'll get you 10% off your whole order. Uh, put you in on a little secret. Garrett said it was off your first order. I know for a fact it's off as many orders as you want. So just use it. LEO 10, LEO 10. Now, let's move on to uh, everybody's favorite part of the pod. That is Brando's, Randos. Brandon, uh, hopefully you've got some uh, some good ones in there. What do you got? I do. I got some fun ones. Um, this is first one's for you, not Seth. Seth, I don't want you to say anything. Stay on mute. Michael, say Talia's last name. Oh, so. Okay. It's Tagaviolola. Close. I listen. Tungavaloa. You get yes, the, it's, you get the tongue. it's the tongue of Iowa. Tongue of Iowa. Exactly. Yep. 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 Very that's close. Like you get a B plus on that. Yes. B plus. Tongue of Iowa. Um, who is your favorite Samoan name? 
And if you don't have one, Seth has opened up you too. Pittsburgh Steeler Chris Fuamatu Mafahala. Oh, that's a good one. Is my favorite. Do you guys have any favorite Samoan player names? Uh, I think I've got his first name right. Lavassier Tuane. Yeah. Former Jet. Uh, his kid played for Oregon. Wide receiver. Seth, anyone for you? Uh, I, oh God, this is unfortunate because of the timing of the documentary that's coming out. Oh, I was goodness. a big Manti Teo fan there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but nice I'd little plug back. for Netflix. Could you imagine if we had Netflix money? Netflix <laughs> right. was a sponsor for us. Um, and then one of the original ones that I grew up, the first one, one of the first ones I recognized was uh, Marquise Tuiasa Sopo. Yeah, I think he was at UW, Tuiasa-Sopo. and then I think he was with like the Raiders, maybe for a while. He bounced around, but yeah, it's a great call. It's a great call. And then, of course, there's the best safety of all time, right? Palomalu. I couldn't give um, you that. Yeah, yeah. Honorable but, mention to to CEO, obviously. So, of course, of course, love CEO. All right, next question. Michael has documented it multiple times tonight about my love for Mr. Tonga Baloa. Do you guys have a Big Ten quarterback you guys were ever in love with as much as my love for Talia? Hmm. Like, is the one point out that you're just like, man, I like that guy? I had a fleeting moment where I thought Rocky Lombardi was going to be a Big Ten level championship quarterback. <laughs> I wish he was still there. Well, Russell oh, Wilson at Wisconsin. There. Russell's um, electric. I mean, we talked about him uh, at the week one preview, I think. Uh, I, I kind of liked outside of any IU quarterback. I, I kind of like Juice. Well, Juice Williams. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a, like a one and a half season wonder, but yeah, Juice Williams. Probably the only one I can think of. I'm pretty biased. So do you think, think Antoine Randall L falls in that category for other fan bases? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll vouch for that. He was exciting, yeah. man. He was he was crazy. Yep. And then last question. I don't think any Big Ten team will get booted, but there's been rumors that IU doesn't fit into the Big Ten's long-term plans. Is there any team more than Maryland that doesn't really fit the Big Ten? I mean, Rutgers and Nebraska. Nebraska, I, I feel like Rutgers does fit the Big Ten, just like the way they play basketball and the way they play football. Like I've mentioned, Maryland plays football like a big, like a Big Twelve team. Like their basketball team just feels ACC. Maryland never felt Big Ten. I don't know. You're right with Nebraska too, I and mean, I think Nebraska would probably be. 1B, I think you could switch out Nebraska and Maryland. But to me, Maryland just seems like they've always been outside in in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I do think, and I think maybe the I, – I hope I'm wrong, but I do think IU needs to make a, a pretty big splash nationally either in football or basketball this year to up relevance. I mean, I know that we – locally think that IU is uh, quote unquote blue blood and still nationally relevant, but I'm not sure basketball wise national, you can't shake your head, Seth, you live here. 
Um, I'm not sure nationally if it still polls. I don't think I mean, so. I mean, the fan base does. You go anywhere you want to go. There's, I you could have a game in UCLA, and the visitor section or whatever would be, yeah, fairly packed. And you know, they'd have a decent amount of people out there. I mean, I went to a game. I watched a IU Purdue basketball game in Denver, Colorado, in a packed bar with nothing but IU fans. So, the fans are there, but is the relevance nationally? I don't know now. Had all of this gone down two years ago during the 2020 run, I don't think they even mention IU as a team that's like on the outside. Yeah. But I think the football team has to be fairly relevant here for the next couple of years. Just make bowls and they'll be fine. Yep. Last thing here, um, another IU running back uh, preseason put on the Doak Walker watch list. Sean Shivers got put on there. Last year, uh, you know, our boy from USC, I'm blinking on his name, also got on there. Are these preseason lists just worthless? Yes, Stephen Carr, by the way. Stephen Carr, yes, Stephen Carr was also a preseason Doak Walker Award watch list guy. Yes, um, they're so they're worthless outside of, you know, certain fans hype and then obviously for the kid i mean for sean shivers it's got to be pretty awesome yes even if you're just on a watch list or even if you get down to like the semi-finalist and there's still like 300 people on the list or whatever but you can still say i was a semi-finalist for doke walker that's pretty dope so it's pretty dope but um yeah what do you think seth yeah it's all pretty cool but i just don't think that anybody had really like kenneth walker jr on uh on any Doak Walker watch list last year. So I think it's, you know, like a nice little feather in your cap. I don't really think it means anything in the long run. Yeah. Do we think Sean Shivers is at that level? I haven't seen enough of him. I did see a new, a new, I mean, a great, granted it's a highlight. I could put together a pretty good highlight tape, but I saw a new highlight that he had against uh, Alabama. It was either last year or the year before. That was pretty inspired, like pretty cool to see. It wasn't just him just running people over. It was him, you know, hitting a hole and and gone and yeah. outrunning people from Alabama, which was pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I was just going to look up the Michigan State 2021 uh, over under. Well, well, he's doing that. Seth, you can go ahead and, and go into your sack. That is all I have. So uh, for my sack, I just have a PSA this week. Uh, when you are ordering DoorDash for dinner, uh, check your delivery address because my dumbass sent it to work today on accident, and I had to uh, drive back across town to pick up my Arnie's. So uh, don't so learn tip. from my mistake, guys. <laughs> pro tip: when you open that, it usually says at the top where your address is at, and it says you seem to be pretty far away from this part right now. You didn't <laughs> notice that, or were you just blinded by the Arnie's? Uh, blinded by the Arnie's. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let, let's just claim that there were maybe like a couple pops thrown in there too. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let's get to way too early prediction time. We are 44 days away from the official, not week zero, but the official start of college football. Seth, what do you have here? I feel like I might be the only one not riding the turp wagon on this one today, but go ahead. So I have Maryland coming in at two and four on a four game losing streak. 
IU coming in at four and two. And uh, I have IU getting out to an early lead, but ultimately losing 31-27. You guys were at home. Okay, go ahead. Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, so um, I think IU coming off just a heartbreaking loss at you know home against Michigan. I think they come out a little flat, and Maryland strikes big. Um, I think Maryland goes up big at halftime, maybe 24-7, maybe 24-10. I think IU claws back but doesn't quite get there. I have uh, 41-37. Ooh, that's a fun game. That's a fun game. A lot of scoring. Um. I think I mean, we win this game. I you I put up third. I you put thirty five up against them with Donovan McCulley. They're gonna put at least that, if not more, up this year. Yeah. They have a worse defense. They lose Brandon Jennings. They lose Nick Cross. Again, they get some transfers. I use gonna be able to score. Uh, you guys just know how much I love that offense. Um, so I've got to score in forty one points. I don't think you you might not be wrong there. I've got them scoring 38 points, which means Chucky walk off. IU wins. Chucky walk off. 38 on a missed field goal as time expires. Deep. Hold on. Let me pull up Athlon because they they have their. So they they have a transfer kicker from Eastern Michigan, Chad Ryland. Yeah. He's definitely Eastern Michigan transfer. Chad Ryland. His name is Chad. Seth, put your hands down. I'm sure he played a part in the game where Eastern Michigan beat Purdue. I'm sure of it. Was that last year? No, I think it was like two or three years ago. He's a super senior, so he definitely was. Right, probably. I'm not sure that it was just a field goal that lost that game. I think it was more than just a field goal. Um, Yeah, all right. I've got him winning 41-38. We will check back on this when we do our So what's what I have him at five and two. Seth has him at four and three. You have him at five and two. Five and two. And then I think they're going bowling next week. Five and two. Yeah, five and two. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So we're all similar. Of course, the Purdue guy has him at four and three. Of course, well, it's fine. I would take four and three. I would. Yeah, they go. They're going bowling the next week. We'll be bowl eligible going into the Penn State game at home. Chad Ryland kicked a game-winning field goal to win twenty to nineteen. <laughs> God damn it! With no seconds left on the clock, but it was close, right? Was twenty to nineteen. Twenty-four no, a, yarder. Twenty-four yeah, yeah. yarder. It's an extra yeah, point. Fifteen play, seventy-two yard, four minute and fifty-one second drive to close out the game. <laughs> In Rossi. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was. Why? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Yep. I don't know. 100%. Why did we go to Western Kentucky last year? I have no idea. <laughs> Tell me that was a season they had Max Crosby on the team, at least. I think it was. But yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Next week, we're going to talk the game at Rutgers. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at Podcast LEO. Be sure to follow, rate, download, review, whatever you're supposed to do now. On all of our platforms, we'll talk to you guys next week when we talk. uh, I don't know. I guess Brandon will probably just love all over Rutgers the entire time. Um, Until then, love you guys. Elio. Elio. Max Crosby, one sack. Elio. He said it.
Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.